In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Good morning, everybody. On today's show, the dangers of playing with fire. Fire, as in the acronym Financial Independence, retire early. What it really takes to do that and the risks that every retiree faces. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, Tim Key filling in for John today and Janet Walker on the edge of the oval table as we get into <laughs> the fire movement today. You know, I was thinking about this uh I was trying to look and get some uh, data on this, and I never really could online as far as how popular it is. We've done a couple of shows on this before, and if you're not familiar with the FIRE movement, we mentioned there in the open what the acronym stands for. It means financial independence, retire early. And it's actually a term that it comes from a book called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez. It was first published in 1992, and it's been taken – Uh, and really has had created a life of its own. It really wasn't in the book the way it has now become, the movement that is the FIRE movement. I couldn't really find any data on how popular it is. I thought maybe, okay, so I don't understand it really, honestly, because we don't, quite frankly, meet with clients that are – typically thinking about retiring in their 40s i was thinking or 30s, or 30s. As some of them doing this yeah I, and obviously all three of us have passed that opportunity <laughs> <Yeah>. i've <laughs> moved so yeah. we, we didn't do it right. uh, i was trying to think the youngest the youngest retired retirement income plan we've built probably 55 maybe early 50s at the mm-hmm. and, and even mm-hmm. then you've probably got a pension in play there's a reason yeah. they're retiring that early because they work for maybe the government right and they get out early and have that guaranteed income so i'm not sure you got any ideas how popular the movement is i i don't know and i i would i would guess and it is nothing more than a guess but i would also venture to guess that there's a significant amount of regionalism in this that geographically there's you know there's going to be pockets of more that do this in certain areas of the country because another point here is it's it's also it's not just about being done with the job mm-hmm. it's about living on less and mm-hmm. wasting less and those types of things and and i think that is um often geographically you know more popular in certain areas than others and some of the research i did just you know i didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this because i got 24 <laughs> hour notice yeah. this yesterday but you're, you're the hero for coming up to the mic so, but, you know, there are some blogs out there. There's some podcasts around yep. this. Yep. I think there's even some dating apps that bring like-minded people together wow. because, you know, it's really hard to do on your own to yeah. be able to actually save that much and be able to retire early. So if you've got two mm-hmm. people that can be frugal and, yeah. and really work it together, maybe that's a way that um, it can actually be done. Yeah. There's plenty written on it. I'm just not yeah. sure how many people are doing how it. Many that, are, you know. Well, Scott, when you were talking about, you know, periodically we'll retire somebody in their early fifties, but you mentioned, and they also have a pension and I, I wanted to jump in and go, and they also have financial advisors who are dotting every I and crossing yeah. every T and are frankly a little bit terrified, yeah. that, you know, because that's early mm-hmm. just to retire at 50. It's early. Now, we can do it. We can plan for it as long as you have the assets and you don't have a high income need, you know, beyond right. relative to your assets, you don't have a high income need, then it can be done. But when you start talking about adding another 10 or 20 years onto an already early retirement, 
the things that can go awry in that along the way are are numerous. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that today. And and I love that even if you're really not listening today and you're in that you're not in that age group, you're not really wanting to retire in your 30s or 40s. This still applies to you. I think you should should be listening regardless of your age today because these risks, these things that really require some consideration on your part before you pull the trigger and walk away from work, I think apply regardless of your age. But you know, Janet, you mentioned the the lifestyle part of this. That was really, I think, m- the main aim of the book, yeah. at least according to comments by Vicki Robin, one of the authors. It wasn't to convey a master plan for early retirement. It was to show people how to live well while consuming less. She had a quote here, if you live for having it all, what you have is never enough. And I think that's great advice. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that that really should be applied to everyone when you're talking about creating a savings plan, an investment plan for retirement. You've got to figure a way a figure a way out to not be consuming all the time and to have margin in your life to create a way to invest and save. The author herself has said that the book wasn't meant to convey a master plan for early retirement, but young people today have taken it to the extreme. So here's here's some of the the stuff that's out there on how to do this. Followers of the FIRE movement plan to retire much earlier than the traditional retirement age of 65, and here's how they plan to do it. They dedicate up to 70% of their income to savings while they are still in the workforce full time. Then once their savings reach approximately 30 times their annual expenses or roughly a million dollars, they may quit their day jobs or completely retire from any form of employment. And then to cover their living expenses in retirement, they devote small to devote to making small withdrawals from their savings, typically around three to four percent annually now i would first take issue with that being a small withdrawal three to four percent because that's really where i think this thing can go sideways first of all is that's a very arbitrary number yes and then the how behind that becomes very difficult how are you going to generate three to four percent from that million dollars because if you intend that to be all income good luck with that where interest rates are if you intend to sell shares of some of your investments that creates a whole new set of problems i think there are just so many things that can go wrong with this plan yeah and it's not really (laughs) much of a plan it's not really much of a plan very broad and but i think a lot of the concepts of what she was trying to get across about living more frugally more you know, intentionally about things, not keeping up with the Joneses. I think those are all great things yeah. that all of us can do. But there's a happy medium there between retiring at 35 and maybe retiring at 65, oh, yeah. somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, I mean, potentially, and, and maybe a little bit closer to the 65, 65. not really yeah. Yeah. the middle. Yeah, yeah. but uh, let's talk about the, the savings rate on this and just think about mm. how many people do you know who, if they made every feasible sacrifice, yeah could still save 70% of their their income. And I don't know very many. That list is not long. Um, When you think about, for example, I have just the age group. Frankly, we're all kind of in this age group. I'm sure you have friends with kids a little bit older than what ours are, and they're out of college, and they've got their first job. And so I, I have a couple of friends where their son is living at home right now. He would have moved to the East Coast and bought a house with his job and everything, but because of COVID, the company did not have him move. They said, you just stay and work from home in Arkansas, and at some point when all of this is over, we'll move you out here, and, and you'll have a house. Well, that young man 
he can save more than 70 percent of his income because he's living at home and you know he's he has some expenses they're requiring him to be an adult in the house instead of you know a guest in the house like he was as a kid but but not a lot of expenses compared to if he were living on his own so he has an opportunity to really save a lot many people frankly you get out of college and you've got student loan debt or you know whatever the scenario is life happens pretty early on to put you in a situation where 70 percent is not feasible but if that's not feasible what we would encourage you to do is save more than most people do you know most people aren't even doing the recommended 15 percent but between you and your employer if you can save 15 percent then you're going to put yourself in a pretty good situation as far as retirement. But if you can do more than that, then that puts you in the boat of being to re- being able to retire reasonably early. Not fire movement, but reasonably early. Yeah, I think the most I've seen is probably 20 to 25% from anyone I've talked to. Yeah. And that's usually after the kids are gone. Because if you've got yes. kids, you're not living on Those jokers are 30%. expensive. <laughs> they are expensive. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot that goes on there. So I think there's a lot of things that... Um, Again, that are great tools that we can use to make advances in getting someone retired early, but that's probably going to be closer to 55 to 60 instead of a 35 age. Since you shared a story about someone living at home and starting their careers and my son is behind the camera, I think I should use the opportunity to tell him that if he expects to retire in his 30s or 40s, it is not going to be because dad pays the rent all along the way. <laughs> As I said, he does have some adult expenses. <laughs> yes, that's right. So it, it, it is, I mean, the scenarios here, I mean, you are, it really almost has to be a perfect storm for someone to be able to pull this off. And I, you know, you mentioned the kids. I mean, surely if someone is really intending to do this i I would doubt that they have plans to have kids because that does add a whole new element to it and really your biggest ally in investing is time so by retiring early you're eating into that right you're cutting into the time horizon that you have for your assets to grow and i think one of the things that we should point out here is i think that may cause somebody to take a little too much risk on with the investment side of that, right? Because if you're really built towards having a million dollars in your 30s, then you've got to have some kind of mindset that I've got to really attack this and get rates of return that are maybe a little bit unreasonable or unrealistic. Well, it's really something that you know everyone needs to sit down with the financial advisor and really go through these types of things because there are so many different investment tools available. And Putting all your eggs in one basket is not the right thing to do because you may end up having a market pullback and losing 25, 30%. Right. And it's pulling you right back. And a lot of this is your contributions because you haven't really allowed the time to be on your favor for compounding those gains. Yeah. Tim, you make a great point on compound interest. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how much compound interest works for the future retiree but if you're retiring early you don't get that as far as like what lump sum do you have available at the time that you pull the trigger on retirement you don't have all of that time in your favor Um, just as an example we were working through with our daughter um, when she she started her Roth IRA at 14 and she put a thousand dollars in and that thousand dollars if she doesn't add anything else to it and I don't remember exactly what we used on the calculator but that thousand dollars by itself by the time she hits retirement age is six figures now if you if you cut that time down though and she retires in her 30s instead 
that thing's not anywhere close to six figures. Right. You know, so losing that time and all of the additional contributions is a tremendous impact. We talked about uh, being able to get close to how could you possibly get close to 70% of your income devoted to your savings or to your retirement uh, investments. You would have to have a significantly higher income than average. In Arkansas, uh, the median salary is $47,597, according to census.gov. So saving 70% would would mean saving more than $33,000 annually. And that would be very difficult because that would mean you would have to live off about $14,000 annually. So when you consider the average rent, just that alone in Arkansas is $1,000 a month, according to Zillow. That's $12,000 in rent that would pretty much eat up all of that you're trying to live on. Now, obviously, if you have a higher income, you can create more margin and get more into savings. But that's still, when you think about how big those numbers would have to be for you to be able to live on only 30% of your income, it really becomes a pretty daunting task. I mean, with, with these numbers off of the for, the 47000 figure that you started out with, what you're living off of is below poverty level. Yep. I, I don't remember exactly where that number is right now, but this is south of $15,000. Right. Yeah, it's a... Uh and I don't even think this takes into consideration taxes. And of course, the government wants a little bit of this. And so <laughs> you think <laughs> you know, they're going to want their share. So I, I think that, um, yeah, being able to do this, the only way you can really do this is um, really probably living at home or living with someone yeah. where your rent is very low and you're really not doing much. You're not, um, you may be out hiking and doing things like that, but you're really not traveling a whole lot because you just don't have the funds to, to do it. Right, right. So, so I think this movement. I know that book was published in 1992, but really the movement, I don't think, has been going on that long, right? I mean, I don't know how long, but let's say it's been going on for 10 or 15 years. So I think we're really, we don't know how this is going to turn out for a lot of people. They haven't lived (laughs) it long enough, right? So anybody who's done it, uh, either they really made a lot of money and were able to go way north of a million dollars before they pulled the trigger, uh, or they are still living out uh, their plan, if you want to call it that, their broad plan of pulling money out of their life savings and hoping that everything works out. Well, hope is not a plan. We do have an opportunity for you uh, to shift your perspective of financial planning with our free download. We've got 10 ways, in fact, to shift your perspective of financial planning. It is called What's the Plan? A Manifesto for Your Life, Your Worth, and what happens next? This is some great insight. Some of the things that we may talk about on today's show may be in that as well. You can get your free copy by visiting GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan. Or an easy way to grab it is to text the word plan to 501-381-5228. We'll be back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show in a moment. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered, that is the Gen Wealth difference. We welcome you back to the Get Ready for the Future show today. We are talking about the dangers of playing with fire, and when we use the word fire, we're using the acronym, Financial Independence, Retire Early. It's a big movement, a millennial movement mainly, across the country, uh, taken from a term that was first featured in a book published way back in 1992. But a lot of people, uh, young people, are trying to retire early in their 30s or 40s. And we're talking about the dangers of trying to do that and really just the risks that you need to know about uh, if you're going to do that. And those risks are universal to all retirees. So I think even if you're well past, as the members of this panel are, (laughs) those 30s or 40s opportunities to, uh, well, I mean, I'm still in my 40s. I don't want to make it sound like I'm But you're not planning to retire. But I'm not retiring and I'm not going to make it. I'm I'm 48, so it's not going to happen. 
I, I think that those risks should be uh, pointed out or it should be pointed out that those risks are universal to you no matter what age you are when you're thinking about retiring. There are elements of truth in the fire movement, uh, just as reality TV reflects some elements of reality. Uh, But there are five major challenges that come with the fire movement. So we're going to go through that for the rest of the program today. And number one is what what got you here won't get you there. And and we're going to talk about the three big risks here. And if you have been scrimping and saving in hopes for a better future, but now you've got to shift from accumulating assets to distribution. And we talked a little bit about that. Uh, the fire movement says 3 to 4% withdrawal rate from that million dollars, let's say, in your 30s or 40s, and that's got to last you through the rest of retirement. Well, what about the risks that come along with doing that? And the first one we're going to talk about is really more of a reality than a risk, and that's inflation. Prices are going to go up. The historical inflation rate in the United States is right around 3%. So if you use an inflation rate of 3%, which, by the way, we're higher than that right now. Many people may know that. We're about 5% year over year right now. But if you just use 3%, take a cup of coffee. If that costs $2 today on the day that you retire in your 30s, well, the effect of a 3% inflation rate would have that same cup of coffee costing about $3.81 in 20 years. That's nearly double the cost. And that's kind of the the thought process I think about when I think about how inflation eats away at your buying powers. About every 20 years, you're going to need twice as much money to buy the same. But if you're retiring in your 30s or 40s, guys, it's going to be more than 20 years you need to think about. Yeah, yeah, and you've got more doubling periods. I mean, this goes back to the the basic math of the rule of 72. It's normally taught about how to determine how much your money is going to grow in an investment. And you look at that rate of return, you divide whatever the rate of return is into 72, and it tells you how long it's going to take your money to double. Well, the same concept is true when you talk about your costs relative to the inflation rate. So if inflation is 3%, you divide 3 into 72, it'll go in there 24 times. So you've got a 24-year period where your costs are going to double. And again, that's if we just stay at 3%. If we're at a higher rate, they double in a shorter period of time. So, And again, you have more doubling periods here. So for a normal retiree, you're looking at 20 to 30 years, maybe on average. If we're looking at 40 to 60 years, Mm -hmm. depending on when they retire (laughs) and their longevity, and a doubling period every 24 years, you better have a plan in your fire movement here that has dealt with inflation because it, it Scott, you're right. It's not a risk. It is a reality. It, yeah. it will happen. Right. And if you're living on three and a half or four percent withdrawal on your assets. Right. You're going to have to definitely make sure that your assets are growing at a much higher pace than that mm-hmm. to be able to keep up with the inflation. Because if you're living on, let's say, 15,000 now and that was your magic number. In 2024 years, that's 30,000, then 60,000. So we really have to continue to grow our assets, even though we're not putting any more money into it because we, we quit working. Even ramen noodles will be expensive <laughs> 40 right. years down the road compared on, to right. what they are now. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit of a, a swerve before we get into the next risk. But, you know, the other thing we, we really should point out here, too, is when we when we build a retirement income plan, we're building in all guaranteed income sources. And one of the main ones for everyone's foundation of retirement income is Social Security. Well, if you retire in your 30s or 40s, yeah. 
guess what? That social security check is based on the taxes you paid in over the lifetime of working. So what's your social security check going to look like if you leave work in your 30s or 40s? And you've got a long gap before even that small check that you do get kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's really the highest 35 years of income that you've paid in in those taxes. You've got a bunch of zeros. You've got a lot of zeros. And those zeros don't help you at all in that calculation. So if you even waited till full retirement age or 70 to start drawing that, your check is going to be relatively small and, right. and not really help in this. So it's really your assets that we're living off of at that mm-hmm. time. Five major challenges that come with following the FIRE movement. That's financial independence, retire early. And they're really universal risk for every retiree. These are really have been identified by the Retirement Income Institute. Yeah, there's an academic organization out there that has lawyers and uh, accountants and, and professors that study uh, retirement income and what people need to survive without uh, having a paycheck. And they've identified these three risks, and inflation is one of them. You have to have a way to raise your income over time. The second risk is longevity. Now, that may not seem like a risk because everybody wants to live a long life, but the longer you live, the more money you need. We are very fond of telling our clients when we begin building their retirement income plans that if you can tell us your date of death, then we're going to build a really good retirement plan based on your date of death. Nobody knows that, and certainly health, family history can give us some idea of which way the pendulum is going to swing there, but you don't know when you're going to pass away, so you're plan has to remain a perpetual plan. So I'm really not sure what these young people, you know, really consider as far as how long they may live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are some statistics out there as well that if you're not working in your 50s or your 60s, that you've got a lot less stress that you're taking on. You may live a lot longer than someone who is working. That's mm-hmm. right. So if you're not working and you're doing what you want to do, which sounds great, and a lot of people in retirement that have made it there love that. But um, if you're 30, 35 and you're doing that type of thing, um, unless you're taking a lot of risk on some of the things you may be doing, um, you may have a very long life. And so your assets definitely have to to be available for you for a very long period of time. Yeah. We, again, we don't normally think of living a long time as a risk. You know, right. we In fact, we insure against death with life insurance and things like that. But when you talk about the availability of your assets to provide for your income, it is a risk. If you live longer than your money lasts, that's a problem. Yeah. And one of the ways that we combat that longevity risk for retirees is by looking at if there is a gap in their required income mm-hmm. need uh, based on where their guaranteed income sources are coming from and how much that number is and how much they need to pay just basic living expenses, we oftentimes look to an annuity that provides a guaranteed income stream. Well, that becomes a whole issue, too, if yeah. you're talking about trying to take that out in your 30s or 40s. Yeah, you're right. There's all kinds of tax consequences. That's not something that we want to touch until 59 and a half, right. really. And so if somebody's coming in and they're retiring in their 50s, there are ways we can bridge the gap to that guaranteed income. But there is no way that the GenWealth team would put that in as as part of the plan for somebody retiring, you know, that early, it's too far down the road. Our third risk uh, when it comes to challenges with the fire movement and retiring early, we talked about inflation, longevity, but the other one is timing risk. Well, what does that mean? So that is basically how do you know what kind of market cycle or what the economy is going to do in that first few months, first few years of your retirement? We went, we go back to that three or 4% arbitrary withdrawal that a lot of people are planning to do. They get to their million dollars when they're 35 or 40 years old and they begin taking that 3 or 4%. Well, how are you going to take that 3 for 3 or 4% 
out of your portfolio. Well, if you're still invested in equities and we have a significant downturn, let's say 20% in those early years, that can really accelerate the depletion of your portfolio. Statistics show that. We can we can show lots of graphs and stats based on historical data of how the same comparison of two people retiring at the same time with the same investment strategy and the same withdrawal plan 18 years later one can be broke and one can have more money than he started with based on market returns and the order in which they happen and and you can you can tell a really sad story about how that played out this is this is by far the saddest appointment i've ever been on um and to be clear this lady was not our client um, never became our client because of of this situation that she was in Um, she retired back in 2000 at the beginning of 2000 at the age of 50 now when she retired she had 1.3 million dollars and one would think that in arkansas if you retire with 1.3 million dollars you would be in pretty good shape what her uh, financial advisor did, though, is there was an opportunity to have a pension, a guaranteed income stream. They they went the cash route on that and turned it into an IRA, which is, is fine if there are other plans in place for guaranteed income. But because she was 50, they did not go the route that we were talking about earlier that we will often do for somebody who's a little bit older to have that guaranteed income source. So this is all in in the market at the beginning of 2000. Now, what they did not know is that 2000, 2001, and 2002 would become the three worst years our country had seen since the Great Depression in terms of market performance. And so her $1.3 million began to deplete very quickly, and neither she nor her advisor could have known it in advance. They could have planned for guaranteed income, but they didn't do that. I think it was a thought of basically the market's going to continue to party like it's 1999, and it did not. (laughs) And so then she came to see us fast forward in 2007. She was 57 years old, and she no longer had $1.3 million. When she first came in to see us, she had $300,000. And because she was not yet 59 and a half, she was committed to a withdrawal rate on this that was really going to she had to pull out 80 something thousand dollars a year wow. um, so at least expose it to taxes not that she had to spend all of it but she had to at least expose that to taxes each year so basically we had to go in and tell her you're going to run out of money and you're going to have to go get a job now what 57 year old anybody but especially 57 year old female widow who wants to go get a job at that point in life nobody mm-hmm. and and who's going to hire you then and by the way this occurred in 2007 what we don't know is what happened in 2008 yeah. the market was down another 40 percent this is why we always 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 provide a guaranteed income source if if you don't come in with a guaranteed income source like a pension and social security that's going to cover your required expenses then we're going to make sure we put it in the plan so you're not in that situation because you can't determine when the market is going to take a dive Five major challenges that come with following the FIRE movement and what we talked about in this segment actually are the three big risks that every retiree faces. Inflation risk, what if prices go up and we know that's a certainty. Longevity, we don't know how long you're going to live. And timing risk, what if the market goes down just about the time that you begin withdrawing from your retirement assets. You need a retirement income that tackles all of those. We'll take a break and be back in a moment. Janet illustrated timing risk, a story about timing risk and how it actually happened to uh, a woman that came into the Gen Wealth offices several years ago. That story 
along with countless others, are in a book that John and Janet wrote a few years ago called Your Retirement Should Be More. And you can get your copy of that by going to retirementshouldbemore.com. It's a really quick and easy read. There is also still out there an audio version that I that I recorded yes. a while back. Really the enjoyed. amazing voice of Scott Inman. Yeah, I, I actually read the book and then I actually read it out loud on a microphone. <laughs> uh, so there's that version out there too. But go to retirementshouldbemore.com to get your copy of Your Retirement Should Be More reinforces a lot of the ideas that we talk about here on the Get Ready for the Future show and has lots of stories to illustrate that. We also talked about uh, inflation risk in the last segment, too. I want to take a moment to mention that we are talking about that subject uh, in this week's Fastest 4 Minutes in Finance. If you haven't signed up yet for the Fastest 4, be sure to do that. It is very easy to do. You can text the word FAST to 501 501- Three eight one five two two eight, and that's a number you need in your uh, cell phones. Five zero one three eight one five two two eight. We have a lot of resources available, and it's so easy to get just by texting uh, various words to that. And this is the word fast. If you text the word fast, you'll sign up for the fastest four minutes in finance, and it'll be delivered to your email inbox. It's a quick video full of financial related topics once a week guaranteed to be four minutes or less this week i think we're barely barely breaking two minutes so it's only going to take a couple of minutes of your time to learn a little bit about inflation we talk about social security we talk about what washington is up to with regards to legislation that could affect your retirement and we talk markets and economy a lot so fastest four minutes in finance just text the word fast to 501-381- Five two two eight. Even though Tim didn't want me to talk about inflation this week, we talk, we've talked <laughs> about it a lot. We have talked about <laughs> yeah. it a lot, but it's it a is hot on topic. Pe- it's on people's minds, right? It, it is the first thing I do every Friday morning. That that email's in my inbox, and yeah. I do click on it and watch you and listen to you one more time. You're, you're, you're smarter for it, I'm sure. We're talking about five major challenges that come with following the fire movement. That's the acronym: financial independence, retire early. A lot of millennials uh, across the country are buying into this and trying to scrimp and save as much as they can and try to get by by retiring in their 30s or 40s. We highlighted the risks associated with that. And number two on our five major challenges is change is hard. We all know that, but think about how that relates to retiring early. Uh, if you, Particularly if you've had an enjoyable working career and now all of a sudden you're going to walk away, you've got a lot of time to retire and spend time doing what you want to do. However, I would also say that what you want to do requires money. So (laughs) if you're going to spend some time doing anything, a lot of times it's going to require money and it may require you to live on more than you did when you were working. But this goes back to the mental mindset. I think being financially independent and being able to walk away is a great thing to be able to Mm do. But if you're enjoying your job, a lot of times the question would be, why would you want to walk away? Yeah, yeah. like I could see maybe a job change because maybe you don't need to work for the, I don't know, let's make up numbers here. It, maybe you don't need to make $75,000 a year. Maybe you could make thirty and supplement mm-hmm. it a little bit. You know, um, There are lots of different ways to adjust what you're doing rather than just stopping work completely. And I think, especially for men... Um, And maybe this is not as true if you're retiring in your 30s or 40s because you haven't been that person at work for so long. But, you know, we talk about the psychology of no longer being whatever it was your job title was before. I I have a friend who uh, was uh, she's she's married to a police chief and she said, honey, I need you to know that when you retire, nobody asks you what you used to do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it It's just you're retired. Your identity, when you answer those questions now, it's it's just I'm retired. It's not I'm a police officer. It's not I'm a teacher. It's not I'm a financial advisor. It's I'm retired. And a lot of men in particular really struggle with who am I outside of work? And even if you haven't been working for that many years, you've got to think about what are you going to do with your time? Like, really, who are you if yeah. you're not working 40 hours a week or at least 20 hours a week or something? Yeah. And I think the what there, it goes back to the purpose. We say all the time you have to retire to something. You yes. can't retire from something. And if you think of, if you, if you have a hard time visualizing that, I think about maybe when, uh, well, I mean, I think COVID probably helped that for a lot of people mm-hmm. because we were forced to work from home and there maybe were times where you weren't working for significant stretches of time. I think about the staycations that I may have had over time, right? I mean, I usually don't have them. I like to go travel, but if I had a week off from work and had a week of staying at home and nothing on my schedule, you've got to develop a routine. And if you're doing it early in your 30s or 40s, how long does that have to last? So the purpose there uh, is huge. Number three on our list of the big challenges to retiring early, uh, transitions are even harder, especially with early retirement. Often people have the desire to move somewhere. They've always wanted to live, right? This is a new beginning, a new start, moving away from family and friends potentially, or even simply moving out of a home you've lived in for a while. And those things can be hard. It's important to realize that when you choose something by default, you are rejecting something else. That's a big change, that mm-hmm. transition. So it, it, that, that's something to consider as well. Yeah, I mean, you've just got to look at what is important to you. And if if you do wind up retiring early, what change is acceptable to you? What change is desirable to you? And and I know there have been times in my life when there was a desired change. There's something that I pursued, and it was still very difficult. I, I remember when uh, I was I was teaching at Bryant High School. I was there for six years, and and I had dreamed of living in the Smoky Mountains for like all my life. And so, okay, I applied over there, got a job, we moved, and I will never forget sitting in my classroom at Bryant High School after I'd taken everything off the walls and all that, and I just sat there and cried. Hmm. Now, did I want to leave? Yes. And did I enjoy being there? Yes. Even though it was a desired change, it was difficult. I think sometimes, or most often, if you are wanting to move after you retire and get away, so if you're in your 30s and you've always dreamed about going to Colorado or the West or the beach mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, more likely than not, it's going to be more costly there than it is yes. here in Arkansas. Because yeah. So you really have to take into consideration really what are your expenses going to be when you move too, mm-hmm. because you're going to have to have that much more in assets to be able to keep that um, cost of living um, going in your favor and keeping up with inflation. So what this really is, is an advertisement for Arkansas parks and tourism, right? Because <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're close. Close. From right. California to Arkansas, <laughs> that right. might, that might help, uh, help you make it because the cost of living is reduced a little bit. Number four on that list of big challenges to uh, retiring early, you still won't have enough time. Now that's, that's hard to really grasp, right? But we talked about, you can't retire from something. You have to retire to something. And when you wake up and you have nothing on your schedule, it sounds like conceptually there, theoretically, that you've got all the time in the world, but certainly the world is waiting with endless tasks to fill your time, especially if you're married, by the way. There'll be some there'll <laughs> be lots of honeydews <laughs> that aren't getting done when you're um when you're working that can get done when you're retired. There will never really be enough hours in the day for you to do everything. Prioritizing what's important uh, is something you have to do in your work life, and you'd have to do it again when you get ready to retire. 
You know, I think about one of the things that we do as a as a company. We talk about our company rocks, the the big things that we want to make sure that we do. And it goes back to that concept of if you have a let's say a glass container and you want to put in some rocks and some sand and some water. Well, if you start with the water and then add the sand and then add the rocks, it's going to overflow. But if you put in the rocks first, then that sand is going to fill in around it and then you put the water in and it soaks in. The point is get the big priorities first. So whenever you retire, whether Mm -hmm. it is retiring early in your 30s or 40s, or if it's later in life, you need to determine what are my rocks? What are my priorities that I absolutely want to be sure that I do? And it can be something as simple that doesn't benefit anybody but you as having time to read a book when I want to. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's what you want to do. Put it on your calendar, because if you don't, somebody else is going to ask you to put something else on your calendar because, you know, you're retired and you don't have anything else to do. So why don't you come help us do this? Mm. And they can be good things. You know, it can be helping at your church, whatever. But be sure that you've got time for you, because if you don't do it when you retire, when are you going to do it? Yeah, there's all kinds of things that can fill our time and they'll steal our time away from us. Just just like when we're working, when we're retired and have that time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be taken away. And I've heard a lot of clients come in and say about projects, those honeydews, that, you know, I started on one today. I'll just finish it tomorrow. I've got the time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it just keeps getting pushed off. So being able to focus and make sure you use your time wisely, I think we should always do that because yeah. we're not really assured of tomorrow. That's, that's right. That's interesting. I think that's interesting to have a schedule still when you are in retirement and you mm-hmm. don't have to have one so that you yeah. can be purposeful uh, and prioritize what you really like to do. There's probably a euphoric stage that lasts for at least yeah. a few months when you first retire tire that you just go do whatever you want to do lots of golf but that's going to you're going to come down off that high yeah uh, for sure and, and the seasons are going to change in Arkansas yeah, you're like true. I'm not outside anymore yeah you, you got to really like the golf in the summer or the winter and oftentimes you know your friends that you know they're not retired yet yes so especially still if you're working. retiring early <laughs> so yeah. yeah so they're still working so you do have to wait for them to get off work before you can go do things with that's them right. and, and so it's it's really right back to where you started a lot of times yeah we said it at the beginning of the segment, your retirement should be more, more than just investments. I think we're highlighting that, too. A lot of mental game in mm-hmm. all of this, regardless of if you're trying to retire early or traditional age. Our final challenge uh, on the show today is priorities won't magically change. We talked about creating priorities and scheduling that. It isn't to say you can't change and improve, but to think priorities will magically change because you have more time uh, once you retire. You're not suddenly a new person. And, and, and that's got to be considered, too, because when you talk about the hopes and dreams of moving away and doing something else, that's probably, Janet, why you had a little bit of an emotional problem doing that, because your life was here, right? And you yeah. had certain things yeah. and you prioritize here, and you weren't real sure what it was going to be when you moved on the, the other side of the state or yeah. the other side you, of the country. It, who am I without this group of people? And, and it, that's one of the things I've thought about so many times, that if if our kids wind up living somewhere else, I'm I'm sorry, kiddos, but I don't know that I'm leaving my church. You know, like these are my people and I don't know that I'm going anywhere else. And you can come back and live here or or we'll see each other at Christmas. You know, we'll figure it out. But you you do have to think about your time spent and these priorities like um, if if you are one to sit around and watch Netflix and, you know, that's how you spend your free time, then is that how you're going to spend 40 more hours of free time or mm-hmm. is it going to be something else? What are you going to do? What are, what will your priorities be? I feel like we're talking to Garrett again. 
Spend a lot, a lot of time watching Netflix. Garrett's going to ask for a mic on one of these shows when he gets called out one too many times. I, I told him he could come over here and take this yeah. one. He's a, come he's, on, Garrett. He's come one on. of the younger yeah. guys. We're past this. So, If you'd like to meet with a Gen Wealth advisor to begin discussing your retirement income plan, you can call toll-free 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. A first appointment with a Gen Wealth financial advisor is absolutely complimentary. Back in a moment. Our final segment this morning, I know many of you are listening on our radio side, but do want to take a minute to invite you to watch our live stream. Every Wednesday is when this show is recorded and live streamed across Facebook, also our YouTube channel. And I also want to take a moment to let people who are watching on our live stream know that three weeks from today, it's going to look a little different behind me. Yes, it's going it to look is. different in this entire room uh, as we debut on the first Wednesday in October our brand new set that's being built and is really almost finished. I think we're to the point now where it's really just the, the equipment that needs to go over uh, very soon. In uh, that first Wednesday in October, we're going to have our new set debut from the West Little Rock office. Our clients who come into the West Little Rock office may have already noticed a change, uh, but they will soon see the radio uh, broadcast being live streamed on Wednesday mornings at 11.30. We do it every Wednesday morning at 11.30. And this this room probably has a lot more nostalgia for you, Janet and John, than it does for, for me. Uh, but you've been in here, you've been doing it in here for a long time. We've been in here for a long time, but uh, it's it's not quite the emotional change that I was talking about earlier, you know, when, when we moved as a family. But uh, the reason is we, we didn't start here. You know, right. frankly, we started doing this live in the respective radio stations that we were on at the time. And then we were able to, to move to where we were doing it from our office, the main office, the uh, 612 here in, in Bryant. And right now we're across the parking lot in the 606 building in the Bryant location. So it's not like we're leaving the original place where it all started, you know. So I'm just really super excited about this change. I've seen, I've gotten a glimpse of the set and and I got to brag on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a pretty freaking phenomenal job of designing it. It looks fabulous. I'm I'm. I'm pretty excited about a couple of uh, redneck Arkansans who are going to be on, you know, a set that looks like it's a New York deal or something. It's it's exciting times. Yeah, there's going to be more room over there, too. But as we continue to reach out and do more video content, it's going to allow us to have opportunities to have different looks uh, for that. So we are definitely excited about up in our game there on the uh, the radio and the live stream. So that's that's in three weeks. So it's, it's going to be happening uh, really soon. And I do want to invite you while we're talking about that, if you are listening on radio, uh, to get and you get a chance to to watch the live stream uh, on Wednesday mornings at eleven thirty, please do that. We're talking about the dangers of playing with fire today. Fire being the acronym financial independence, retire early. A lot of people uh, in, in the millennial generation, particularly taking in this and running with it, the idea of retiring in your thirties, forties, uh, a very early time, and the dangers and risks that go along with that. We've highlighted in today's show, and there and there are dangers and risks in many cases that are across the board for any retiree. The bottom line is. Don't do this at any stage of life without a plan. If you're wanting to retire early or you're retiring at a traditional age, you need to answer the question, are you sure that you can? And when you walk through the process of this, you really need the help of a financial advisor. But we have to define early, first of all, what year is your target year? And if it's not early, that's okay, too, if it's more traditional. But have you thought about the when 
on your retirement date. And a lot of people just kind of put their finger in the wind and say 65, mm-hmm. right? That's the most common age, primarily because that's when Medicare kicks in. Some people say 62 because it's the earliest I can get a Social Security check. But I would I would challenge your thinking there and think about when do you want to retire? You guys may laugh at me, but I, I did this about a year ago, and and I got it down to the the date. Now, <clears throat> when the time comes... You're going to tell us? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> it's mind. It's a secret. I don't mind. I, I, because, you don't have to on the radio. It's okay. No, it's really okay, because, because when that date comes, I may stay, and that's okay. Yeah. I can do that. But I got it down to the I will be ready on this date and and for me i just started this the reason i wanted to go through this is just think about how you're wired like y'all i hate winter it is not my friend i have never liked it but i love me some springtime so when i get to about retirement age then i'm not going to work through another spring when i could retire in february and go springtime is available and it's coming next month and i won't be at work so i can enjoy every flower there is you know (laughs) so that's important to me um i have a a brother who uh, passed away as a child and his birthday is in february and the year that i'm looking at it happens to be on a friday Hmm. and i was like you know that just that that works it works for me you know and so that's the date that i have i'll be 59 and a half Mm. and so again mathematically you know as far as an advisor that works again i'm probably going to be here past that but i do have a plan for at 59 and a half on my brother's birthday if i want or need to leave i'm good it's fine yeah i think as financial advisors i think the thing we think of because we help so many people is when can we become financially independent Yeah, and have that ability to walk away Mm -hmm. if it just got so hard or health circumstances or whatever it is that you felt, okay, we're, we're in good shape here. So being financially independent, whether that's 55, 59 and a half, whatever that is, I think that's something we calculate all the time and do for our clients. I think one of the things for, especially if you're looking at a a real early retirement are what are the unknowns? What are those things that, you know, you haven't thought about. And that's where we can really help kind of bring it all together to say, what about health insurance? Mm-hmm. You know, have you thought about that or whatever else it might be? Um, you know, you're going to have this come up because you're not working. You're no longer covered by your your benefits from work mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And how's that impact you and maybe your spouse and others? I love that you've gone through that so specifically. Yeah, you, you yeah. know, you know mine because you and John are pretty much helping me put my right, financial plan right. together. Mine's sixty, but it's mm-hmm. just the sixtieth birthday. Right. But I love that. I, I thought when you were telling that story, it's really about having options. It is. It, it is. It can look work can look differently yes. at that point, and I think probably you're thinking it will. Yeah. It will for yeah. me uh, at sixty, but it doesn't mean you're going to walk away. It just means you're prepared. Right. And and the piece I think of mine that comes with that. Uh, after building a plan to get there because if you're if it's 60 and you're at 52 then let's build a plan on how to get there over the next eight years if it's 55 for you and you're 22 let's build a plan to get there over the next three plus decades and i think the other thing to consider here when it comes to planning is you really deserve more than scrimping and saving and trying to survive making your retirement about survival we talk about it in terms of a just-in-case retirement you know we have people that really the mindset is 
I'm going to live on Social Security, maybe a pension, and, and that's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We've heard him say that, mm-hmm. use those words recently, right? Yes, we have. We're going to be okay on our guaranteed income. Meantime, you've got half a million, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars you've spent a lifetime accumulating. Well, what's the purpose for that if it's a just in case piggy bank in case something goes wrong? I think there's a lot of people that really can't flip the switch on mm-hmm. saving, saving, saving to. Really now, I'm taking income from this. I'm spending it down. Mm-hmm. And they just can't see that balance. And they it scares them to see the balance go down. Well, I think you make a very valid point. And there have been psychological studies, Tim, on that, that people feel differently about a depleting balance and, and just withdrawing money and seeing a balance go down as compared to an income stream. And it could be the same dollar amount. Right. But they feel very differently about it. And so that's why that's why we one of the many reasons reasons that we plan the way we do for retirement income with those segmented assets. Yes, you may be depleting bucket one and see that declining, but at the same time, you should also be seeing the more long-term buckets growing and making up for what you're depleting. And so over time, it's okay. You're not depleting the overall pie, the, you know, all of the assets together. Yeah. However old you are and whatever age you plan to retire, putting together a retirement income plan by going through the GenWealth Ready to Retire process can pinpoint to a dollar amount, both the amount of assets you need to have the retirement that you want and the monthly income that's going to be generated by those assets. It comes in a three-ring binder. Written, It's a written financial plan, a written retirement income plan on paper on purpose. If you'd like to begin walking through the process, the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, or whatever stage of life you're in and you'd like to have the services of a GenWealth Financial Advisor, just call toll-free 866-653-PLAN. Again, that's 866-653-7526. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, the first appointment with a Gen Wealth Advisor is always complimentary. We'll have a discussion and see if there's help we can provide in giving you or developing and creating a plan for you. There's the bell in the background. It means it is time for our final thoughts. Janet, we'll start with you. I would just encourage you to think about who you are. You know, if you've got friends who are retiring early, however they may define early, if it's in the 30s, 40s, or even early 50s, that's okay for them. Is it what you want? Is it what you want to pursue? Because I believe that movements like this often just get picked up and followed. There's there's some fire to the movement, if you will, mm-hmm. and it spreads pretty easily. Be sure that you're pursuing what you want and what makes sense logically. My big takeaway here is, you know, there's a lot of big challenges for retiring extremely early. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a number of those that we've covered today, but I think it goes back to just because you can, does it mean you should? Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, if you're in a job that is a job and you're not enjoying it, it's probably time to find something else. You really need to find something you really love and really enjoy that doesn't really feel like work. Right. And then be able to really... Um, continue on in that capacity. Yeah, hope is not a plan. And I think a lot of times this uh, broad concept of uh, retiring early is built on X amount of dollars and I'll just pull it out. And it's not a written comprehensive financial plan. And you need one of those regardless of when you are planning to retire. My final thought is a reminder to get your 10 ways to shift your perspective of financial planning with our free download, What's the Plan? A Manifesto for Your Life, Your Worth, and What Happens Next. 
to get your copy for free, one of two ways to do it. You can visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan and get it there. Or if you have that number in your phone, or even if you don't, I'm going to give it to you again, 501-381-5228. Again, it's 501-381-5228. Text the word plan to get that free download of What's the Plan. That's all the time we have for this week's show. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And you can always find us on social media. Search for Gen Wealth Financial Advisors on Facebook or on Twitter at Gen Wealth FA. The Gen Wealth Financial team is available to you 24 7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 653 PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.